0: morning everybody. Lacey Frazier here with Whole Soul School and Foundations November Transformation Talks podcast. It is a frigid November morning here in Chapel Hill, which I am thrilled about because it's been a wickedly hot summer. So I am happy to welcome the cold. I don't know about anybody else out there. Uh, But I am here this month to talk with Michael Nrieski who was a program participant in federal prison in my program, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And he is here with us this month to talk with us about his experiences. And the theme this month at Whole Soul School and Foundation is really weaving the greater picture, which means that for, t- for 10 months now, we have been talking about a number of different themes that are related to our spiritual unfoldment, related to our hero's journey, uh, related to our journey from human to soul, I like to call it. You know, we we talk a lot about uh, our human nature, our personalities, our conditioned selves. And then when we start to tap in and understand more about energy and the energy of the universe, we start to tap into who we really are as spiritual beings having a human experience. And so in January of 2019, Michael was actually the very first interview that I ever did, very first podcast I ever did. I slept my equipment out to his home in Holly Ridge, North Carolina, and did not know what I was doing, but we we recorded some things. And um, it was really beautiful and I'm so grateful for him for stepping up to that challenge. And here we are 10 months later, and we're rounding out our year here at Whole Soul School and Foundation. And so I think it's very fitting that that, that Michael be one of the final uh, podcast guests in the year of 2019. So we will have Michael this month, and then we will have one more in December, and we will round out the year. And And so I'm so grateful to Michael for being here today, to Michael for being with me in January, and also to Michael and his family for being so supportive of some of the projects that that we've got going on right now at at both Whole Soul School and Foundation and Freeing an Incarcerated World uh, movie pitch. So I would like to welcome Michael Noreski here today. Uh, He gets on me all the time for mispronouncing his name. I don't know that I can really ever change that permanently but I will try. So good morning, Michael. Thank you for being here.
1: Good morning, Lacey. (laughs) How are you doing?
0: I am good, I am good.
1: Cold is not, cold is a, it's a thought process in the mind. Individuals living in North Carolina, as I state all the time, I'm a southerner living in a northern state. This is not cold. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're a Philly guy. Yeah. Yeah. And and specifically (laughs) South Philly. So that's where my Southern comes from. Yeah. Oh, I see. I'm a southerner South Philly living in a northern state. Oh, interesting. It is, you know, so this is not cold. This is, this is just a little brisk day. You know, I probably I'll have my Crocs and shorts on, on the whole day. So, you know, but it, it does cleanse the air, which cleanses the soul. Yes. Amen. Wonderful thing. Amen. So I'm so happy to be here this
0: morning. Well, tell me a little bit about, um, Tell me a little bit about your journey, Michael, because I know, I know in our first podcast, we talked about the con- just really the concept of mm-hmm. transformation, but what I'd love to hear from you today is a little bit more about kind of a fuller journey of your own transformation.
1: You know, it's ironic that you had said 10 months, and um, you know, the 10 months of what's been going on with Whole Souls uh, is, is amazing in itself. But for me, it's actually been 10 years. Mm-hmm. And to, to this date, almost this month, 10 years of my life has been part of starting from the beginning, the incarceration, which wasn't really the beginning because I was incarcerated for 50 years before that. incarcerated for, or how I was incarcerated. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't understand things where today, life compared to what it was. is such a change. And the amazing thing is that now I understand things that I did not recognize before, or more importantly, was not willing to recognize or willing to take ownership of. Now, over the 10 years, I've learned to take recognition. I've learned to accept, and I learned to do things differently than I had in the past. And in a sense, and I said this once before, over specifically the last 10 years, there has been a metamorphosis in my life. That I was beyond, and I was deeper than the worm in the cocoon coming up a plant. I was down in the dirt for those first 55 years of my life, really. So the change has been, in a sense, as my wife will say, miraculous. The change has been so great in my life over these ten years that my wife at one point said, "I don't know you anymore." Wow! But I love you more. That's how great the change was. That.
0: Can I ask you a, uh, just a follow-up question? There, you keep referencing ten years. How, how? Give us a little bit of a breakdown of what of what that. 10 year chapter in your life looks like from a timeline perspective?
1: Well, almost uh, 10 years ago is when I started the battle. As I say, I had a battle with the federal government. Mm. But that battle was deeper than the battle I had with the government. That battle was the battle of all the years before the 10 years that I was battling myself. I was battling my because of things that I was non accepting. The beginning of the 10 years, though, was only because I lost. I didn't just, it's not that I lost a case with the federal government, okay? Losing was that I had lost myself completely at that point. So the beginning of the 10 years wasn't just being incarcerated, being sentenced to the time that I was sentenced and spent 60 months in federal prison. The beginning was the incarceration was from the beginning of my life. That point 10 years ago, that change in incarceration meant that I no longer was just incarcerated in my own body. But now I was incarcerated by someone else that placed me behind walls and wire and fence. So the incarceration happened twice to me. It happened some time ago in my life and I don't know the exact day. So
0: Michael, you keep referencing this 10-year period in your life and you know I always I think I think life happens in chapters. You know, kind of like a book. And I I feel like you've had a 10-year chapter. So tell us a little bit about kind of where that chapter began and where that chapter ends in your mind. And then we'll talk about what you learned from it.
1: Sure. Uh, The beginning of the the 10 years actually started at the end of 2008, when the federal government started an investigation into me and my company. That investigation finally led to them coming um, to take me into their custody uh, down here on the beaches of North Carolina. I learned the hard way through the federal system. That there is something that they call diesel therapy. Because I could have walked to Philadelphia quicker than they sent me there. Because I've learned the hard way in that 10 years on what takes place in your life once you become incarcerated for the second time in my case. The first time was just life, the second time was this. You know, the incarceration went from one little county jail in a little beach town in Carolina Beach to a regional uh, facility in New Hanover County, to Raleigh, North Carolina, to finding out that there truly is a Conair and they do fly constantly. And yes, it is just like the movie, to wind up in Oklahoma City and a transport center with a building at the end of a runway that when the plane pulls up, it, it pulls into a hangar. You step out of the plane, you're in federal prison, to a runway in Otisville, New York, out in the middle of nowhere, to a transport to Manhattan, New York, to Trenton, New Jersey, to Camden, New Jersey. So my first experience with all this was 62 days of traveling across the country at the expense of the federal government and eating a lot of bologna sandwiches. (laughs) Well,
0: other than the bologna sandwiches, it's kind of like a free tour of the country.
1: Sure, no, it's wonderful. You know, it's a, it's a wonderful experience. The only difference is, to be honest with you, you don't get any mileage for being in the air with Conair. I couldn't, tra- I can't put chain it, you know, TWA or any of those airlines won't take that anymore. But the federal government will always allow you to fly Conair. <laughs> so so the 10 years started with that. Mm. And then I went through the trial process, okay? And then and then from the trial process, okay, and all during these times, here's the amazing thing, that takes almost the first two years of a 10 year period. And the amazing thing, the one thing that I look back on is how scared I was. that I literally was scared. Because now you are in a dark and deep and ugly place. You know, not only was I in it by the physical surroundings, but my life was becoming darker because for the first time I found fear in my life Mm. to be in that environment. But it was the unknown that was going to take place. And the one thing is that I recognize it's not just the unknown that we have ourselves. It's the unknown of our families that's out there and what they're going through. Right. So this experience, this 10 years, who I recently just, me and my wife was discussing it. It wasn't 10 years that I went through myself. Right, we have to recognize that everyone or loved ones around us goes through the ten years of this. So there's a blessing with that, and there's also not a blessing with that, because during those years, there's hurt from other individuals that they feel. So then it was the process of finally being leaving the Philadelphia metropolitan area over these ten years, and one of the, and that's when my life started to change actually i get shipped to butner north carolina where i met you and i met other men that now are my brothers because i was graced by being able to take a class change your thoughts change your life i was graced to be told at one time in my life and I say it not jokingly, I say it from the heart, that I actually was told that they could feel the slime coming off of me. Some people look at me when I say that, and they, 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 they don't know whether to laugh, am I joking? But the reality of it was, is that when I was told that, it was the truth. And for all the years of my life, even outside of that 10-year period, I wasn't willing to recognize that. Because I couldn't see it, I couldn't smell it, I couldn't feel it, because I was living someplace else. I mean, I you were notice? unaware.
0: You were just unaware. You were you were living in your your ego, you were living in your conditioned self. You, you know, you didn't know
1: differently. You know, living there, you're absolutely right with that. But the amazing thing is that. As you start to pick away at all those things, and that happened in these 10 years, it's, it's almost like I, I, I had said to someone, is, is, it, this doesn't sound really pretty, but it was like picking at a scab, unfortunately, that itched. And as you pick at it, you break it away, but then it'll bleed. And sometimes the blood itself can be a cleansing experience.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And then there are other times that it can, you pick so much that it hurts. So one of the things that I learned over the 10 years is what true hurt was. And it wasn't hurt that came to me from a non-loving and caring experience. It was hurt that I actually brought on myself because I was recognizing who I was and that hurts and when you're willing to accept that for the first time in your life it's not something that goes away in a few hours nor does it go away for a few days it takes months to adjust to the fact that 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 slung and that ugly who you were that i was in that 10-year period was someone that not only that i was living with not only was I part of, it, but I was, but it was the other people around me that could see it, and I couldn't. So the hurt was magnified for other individuals. So, so can
0: think, I, yes. Can, you know, I think what you just said is really um, important and profound when it comes to the process of transformation. I, Marie and I just did a, a fireside chat for the month of November. We've not published that yet, but but as we were reviewing our themes for the year, we were sort of reviewing the journey of transformation. And one of the things that I saw and, and and really experienced the importance of was that sense of vulnerability that I saw. when When men could really feel vulnerable, when they could look in the mirror and really feel their who they were and, and admit to it and accept it and then own it, you know, and there was, there was personal pain associated with it just because they had to take it in and understand that it's something that they created and that they really had to look at their, their shadow and, and the parts of themselves that they really did not want to see or that they denied. And they had to let that go. And I think I, 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 Well, not it's not really even let that go. They had to really incorporate it as part of who they are, part of who they were, and it's part of who they are. But it's but it's in knowing that part of themselves that they can then focus on and put energy into being someone different now.
1: You know, I know over the ten years, the one of the most important things that I recognize that I found is that you cannot have awareness. Without acceptance. And you have to have acceptance in who you are, okay? Who you are, okay? Because if you have acceptance of who you are, who you were before, doesn't really matter because it's before. It's who you are that makes a difference. And if you if you take acceptance, and on top of acceptance, it's responsibility for yourself and for your own actions previously and what we do right now this second you find awareness and with awareness comes other things the amazing thing with awareness is hope comes Mm. and with hope there's another amazing thing there's something called love and they are all things before this 10-year gap until i was in the fourth or fifth year of this 10 years I didn't know it existed. I would tell my wife that I loved her. I did love her, you know, but I loved her in a way that I didn't even know. I was shortchanging my own marriage to my wife because I couldn't accept who I truly was. And that's because. I didn't know what true love was until incarcerated. And I was sitting in a cell in the shoe, the special housing unit, in a littler room, okay, that your food is dealt to you through a door, a little slot in the door. The lights are on 24 7. Everything that you need is in that room for you. There's nothing to do except read, you can, if you're lucky enough, you can get your radio. And I I was blessed I got my radio. So you had your radio to hold on to. And for a period of time, I, I, I prayed a lot. I got closer to God, but I also got closer to myself. Because during that time, I was willing to accept more than I ever accepted before, because when you look around and you're in a you're in a place that there's a window but you can't see out it. That you're locked between four walls. That everything you do comes with shackles and handcuffs and two people walking with you, no matter what it is. But there was this individual I listened one I listened to it two a week. There's a little part in the Bible. A little book, it's only three pages. You very seldom will ever hear a preacher preaching about it. It's called The Songs of Solomon. The Songs of Solomon is about love. You know, as we we know before, that Solomon loved one person, but had many. I've only had one person in my life that way my wife. 46 years now we've been together. So she's been part of this journey. But she's also been more part of these last 10 years. Because the one thing I learned from listening is that I truly found out what real love was. And real love is not just about a feeling. Real love is being honest. It's being humble. It's being gracious. It's being mindful. It's being caring. It's being all of those things. So in those 10 years, from even the beginning of those 10 years of being scared, seeing ugliness that you wouldn't to finally coming to a point in my life, in that time, to where I finally recognized what true love was, and that true love started with myself. And that's one of the things that I found. And a lot of it I found, and I don't say it because I'm having a conversation with you, I tell everyone. it. I once had a meeting with this individual on a bocce court in a prison setting. And for the first time in my life in a federal prison system, I was allowed to let go a lot of the minutiae was hung up inside of me. I had a cleansing that day. And see, that cleansing over time, because of the individuals that I met and the people I spent time with, my brothers, that I fought with, that we yelled at, that I hugged with, said to this day, I would do anything for any one of them because of what we found in each other. And what happened is that by releasing all this minutiae, I created this void within and now I had the opportunity because I could see truly how to fill it. That was the key, that I had a second chance in life, really did, over this 10-year period to find Michael and to recreate Michael in a positive, loving, energetic, caring, humble, gracious. The 10 years has been a great metamorphosis, okay? But it's taking me from the ugliness to being scared, to the beauty within, to now, I'm almost at the end of that 10 year journey. From being released from federal prison, To have my wife right there and stepping into a car and driving away. The elation wasn't just because I was with Debbie. It was the elation of knowing that my life from that point on was going to change. But it was going to change magnificently because of what I'd learned. See, when I was released and when Debbie came and picked me up, there was a completely different person that she did not know so we've had the opportunity to get to know each other again only because of what i learned i just told a friend this two nights ago he said six years of your life i said well really 10 and i told him why as i'm stating to you now and and he said if you could change it what would you do and i said i wouldn't change it not for all the money <clears> he <throat> I would not change anything that took place because those six years that I spent in federal prison were the best years of my life because of what I found, who I met, what I learned, who I've become. And here I am at the end of this 10 years because on December 26th at 11.59 p.m., I got like, I owe nothing to the government anymore. <laughs> See, the point about it is, is that they don't recognize, people don't recognize, that when I took the class, Change Your Thought, Change Your Life, I already found freedom. I had freedom with it. From that point on, after a year and a half, it wasn't just a year, but after a year and a half, being told who i was and then being recognized for who i am i found freedom and i truly found it within the contents of the walls of a federal prison
0: wow that's very powerful you know and i think i think two things that i wanted to comment on one is that that 10-year journey that you describe in and of itself was a journey of transformation it was a journey of an, an uh an unfoldment as you discovered your authentic self as you discovered your own potential and who you really are and your own capability and your own possibility and and that is an amazing uh, process and an amazing part of that 10-year journey in and of itself and then the second piece that i find so profound is is with that 10 years is such a it's it's a critical 10 years of your life because in the contrast of that 10 years and all you experienced in that 10 years you can now look forward in your life and live life from such a different place than where you were in the 10 years prior so so you know you now have grandchildren or a grandchild and one on the way you you have a new relationship with your own daughter um and i i just have this feeling that had you not changed and transformed in the way you did that your experience of life your experience of your relationships your experience of your your grandchildren and your own, your own child and your, and your marriage and everything would be so different. It would be through the lens of the old, the old Michael. And, and so that 10 years, it just, it just serves as a beautiful time of transformation. And it also serves as an amazing contrast to how you're living your life now. And, and I know from talking to you that you are living a life of service that you are dedicated to helping other people in a variety of different ways. I don't even think when I introduced you that we really talked about the fact that you are a certified peer support specialist, that you are a certified uh, adult mental health first aid. You've been certified in that. You you've gone on to to get certifications that help you help others. And and. Forgive me, forgive me if I'm wrong, but the Michael before prison was not a guy who was invested in getting, getting certified in anything but whatever was going to serve him, right? So I just think that it's such a testament when I hear your journey and I talk with you, uh, it's a testament to your own commitment to yourself and your own transformation, uh, and it's so important that people understand that we live our life in layers and we live our life in a journey that is always unfolding. And that when we, you know, one of the greatest things that I think uh, that one of the greatest, I don't know if it's a gift to me, I don't know how to describe it, but what I can say is that, is that men who went through this program and stepped up to transform their lives to see them living lives of service, to see them living being driven more by compassion for themselves and for other people, is just one of the greatest rewards and and gifts that that I that I've gotten out of the experience. Um, and And so you know i I love that you can have an appreciation for that ten years in the way that you do because most people probably will hear that and think, you know, he's crazy. She's crazy. I don't know what they're talking about, you know, 10 years in the criminal justice system and they're, they're, they're happy about it. They're, they're talking positively about it. Wow. That's, that's, that's little, I don't know if I buy that, you know? Um, But I, I think, I think the proof is in the pudding. I think how you're living your life, how your relationships have changed, how you're serving others. That's what, That's what this is all about.
1: You know, the one thing that I learned, it was, uh, that I learned from the class, and I learned from you, was this connection of energy that we all have to each other. And I've even said it to people now that I wouldn't have said before um, that I resonate with you. And that resonation is, is, is it's, it's an electrical bond, okay, that you can feel. It's like when, when, when you feel you're around somebody and just got to come, ooh, you, it's because that electrical bond is not there, okay? It's just, something's distorted. It's like, you know, the radio's not tuned in here. Right. Well, listen, do I want to listen to a radio that's not tuned in? No. Yeah. I want to listen to a radio that's tuned in in stereo. I want to hear the treble. I want to hear the bass. Okay? I want to hear it free flowing. Right. So you know so as I, as I lead my life still within that 10 years at the end. Okay? I've learned to associate and to be with individuals that I resonate with and also to try and find ways to allow my own electrical energy to flow to someone else so that they can feel what I feel. So when I, when I'm, one thing that took place in, 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 in federal prison for me is that I, I joke and my family looks at me crazy when I say this, I say, I'm a recovering Catholic. <laughs> it's like, what's a recovering Catholic? Well, it's because you know I went to church but I didn't understand why I was going to church. And I'm recovering from that because it's a hurt and a hang up. But because of I say that as recovering, it's because I found the other things. I found my own faith in one main energetic flow, and that is God for me, okay? God leads my life. See. I actually have found out and I truly believe in my prior life. I was a gangster or something. I was not. And so when I came to this next life, it was Father Part 2. It was just it was just an it was just an add-on. It was just an add-on from part one. That's all it was. Okay. Um and and even in the business world, I was a gangster of sense. Listen, they call me Battleship Mike. Ooh. Because you didn't, want to, you didn't want to go past the bow of my boat or my ship because I was going to blow you out of the water. And somebody said, well, why are you going to do that? Because I can.
0: Wow. But now. Now, you're, now you get in the dinghy
1: and you go. I'm out. rowing. I'm going to go get the people. You're going to get them. I'm going to go get them. Okay. Now, you know, all those certifications are only there because they're required to do certain things within the system that tells us how to do them. That's the only reason why they're there. They're just letters after my name. You know, what I do now, they said, well, we'll give you business cards with all this and pass. I don't need a business card. This is my name. This is why I'm here. You know, even within the contents of the Bible, and this is, this is all the years that I was raised, okay, I didn't know until I became in federal prison what the red letters were inside the Bible. I didn't know. Now I recognize what they are because I know who's speaking to me with them. So in return, because of everything that has been taught to me, and people teach things, what's been taught to me through the class, through the journey after the class, yes. All those 10 years, this 10 years for me, has been a glorious magnificent experience even from the beginning when i stated about the ugliness and all that it is ugly federal prison's ugly you know but at the same times there's a beauty within it it's well really- <laughs> it, it, you
0: know it's the it's the you know as you just said that i felt the metaphor of the of the lotus flower that grows in the swamp you know and um and I, and, and I think that this may be a nice place to wrap up where, where, you know, what I so appreciate, Michael, is your willingness to share your story in brief, because I know there's a lot more, um, and that, that what I really hope our listeners take away from this is the appreciation you feel for, for let's call it chapter 10 in your life book that was 10 years of what to some might have looked like and felt like and maybe you even experienced during tremendous hardship in a lot of ways. However, at the end, when you're coming out the other end, the, the appreciation you have for that hardship and for, for all the journeying over that 10 years is magnificent. And that appreciation is what's informing your everyday. It's informing your interactions with other people. it's informing your relationships with the people you love. It's informing your view of the world. And without that ten years, you could never see the world through the lens you see it now. You would never be feeling the feelings that you feel now and uh, and I'm so grateful that uh, you know that our paths were able to cross that that we get to have this conversation today that um that you're helping you know really support and believe in the making of this documentary film and you really want to support shifting the culture of re-entry for men and women coming out of prison um and you're doing that already in in certain ways in what you're doing so i thank you i thank you for being you i thank you for sharing your story i thank you for your support and. um We'll keep going.
1: There's no doubt about it. <laughs> Forward is one last thing. There's one thing I love being more than anything else. I love being pup pup.
0: Ah, I know you do. I know you love do. Love my
1: Harper Sloan.
0: Yeah.
1: She's beautiful. Thank you so very much. Yes. Thank
0: you. Thank you. And I love that you are our, able to love your life in the way you're able to love your life now. And I feel honored to have been a part of of that journey with you. So thank you, Michael. I know we'll do this again.
1: Thanks, Lacey. Take care of yourself.
0: All right. You too.